in the game of basketball. Stars are made. But how do they get to that point? How has the game changed them? And what are they doing today? Welcome to Rebound Radio with your host, Matt Fish of Rebound Magazine. Each week, Matt goes one-on-one with some of the legends of basketball, finds out their inside story, and uncovers stories you've got to hear to believe. Now, here's Matt Fish and Alex Clancy. Welcome, everybody. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio, Rebound Radio. We are finally back together again. Um... Maddie was gone last well, week. Well, it was Thanksgiving last week. It was, oh, two weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. That's why it's been so long. Did you go back to Iowa? I did not. Dang it! I just want to say Iowa. <laughs> uh, what'd you What'd you do? You know, I had uh, I got some friends that uh, we get together every year, and we did just that. Uh, we headed up there, had a real good time, gave thanks, made sure that we made a difference uh, of with within each other. You know, we sit down and we go around the table, have good eats, good drinks, and um, just really try to be thankful for everything that we have been given, and we have lots to be thankful for. So I just wanted to do that, and it's my favorite holiday of the year. You, you're, you seem like a sweet potato guy. I just, you know what, and they had it. And it, <laughs> it, it, it you just seem so like a sweet, sweet potato guy. And it was so sweet. They put cinnamon in there and the whole thing. So my wife didn't have to cook and that made it that much more That's exciting awesome. for us because it took a lot of stress off her. For those of you who don't know, uh, Matt Fish's wife is an avid runner. She's run marathons, half marathons. Mm-hmm. Did she just run her first full marathon? No, she just ran or in she just Ragnar. Ran something. Ragnar was a trial run and it was up in the McDowell Mountains and her team won. That's right, I saw that. And she was pretty excited to be able to win it because she always goes on teams that aren't as competitive as she is. But this year they were just as competitive as she was. And they, she went out there and won it. I don't know, what do you win, a buckle? But, hey, it's a lot of pride. Cowboy hat. <laughs> but she has a good time doing all that good. kind of stuff. She's in fantastic shape, and I'm the slob that sits on the couch, I guess, the former pro Well deserved. Athlete. Well deserved. You have the arthritis to prove it. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, what does she eat for Thanksgiving? She like, eats, is she, though, but she, she works she... out to eat. That's okay. what she does. She so she eats what eat. she wants mm-hmm. and then just pays for it later with her workouts <laughs> instead of just... Yes. No, because That's a lot exactly of people a lot of people will... This is why I don't work out. This, a lot of people will will just ruin their lives palate-wise yeah. and just eat cardboard. It's yeah. like, well, there's no calories, so I'm good. Well, and, and probably I should do that. But well, I've always so been one I. that said I can work it out on the treadmill, but it's getting harder and harder yeah. the older I get. Uh, so I have been more careful with what I eat, but it just isn't Thanksgiving Day. 888-346-9144, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Follow Matt at Rebound Talk on Twitter. He's the Phoenix Chapter President for the National Basketball Retired Players Association. I am a non-workoutable slob who uh, talks <laughs> on the other side of the mic with him. No, I feel good today. I you wear my good. Colorado garb. Oh, you look good. You know, it's good. I don't, have to, I don't have to work at the other gig until tomorrow so I can shave tomorrow. <laughs> um, if, for those of you that don't know what we do here, we bring awareness to former NBA players who are now in society, um, whether it be trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives, whether it uh, be get off addiction to drugs, alcohol, gambling, etc., etc., marriage counseling, whatever issues they have, that's what the NBRPA is there for. Uh, also, the NBRPA lends a helping hand for players who want to start charities. And that is one thing that Matt is a huge proponent of. He works uh, with charities all over, mm-hmm. um, definitely all over Arizona, but he's traveled to work with charities. And I, I gave a whole diatribe about you last or two weeks ago, and you can listen to that. Um, now, Matt, we are closer than ever to the uh, unveiling 
of the financial literacy app that will be coming out next year at some point, right? Yes. It is called Schooled with a bunch of O's in the middle. Yes. Um, it is not, it's patent pending, so we're not going to talk too much about it. Yep. But uh, why don't you just give a little, you haven't yeah. given a little in a couple weeks. You know, it's, it's, it's bite-sized lessons on teaching financial literacy to, you can take financial literacies to as far as you want to take it. So you can, the, the curriculum is all towards the standards. Uh, what it is is then you play a gamification. So you play a game. You actually are battling other people to see if you are smarter about money than they are. And as you earn this uh, expertise, you have the opportunity to unlock a 529. So you get a grant. You get a $1,000 grant to put to go to college. So not only does it teach you about money, it gives you some money. And, and it also spurs on folks to go to college. And this isn't an app where there is in-app purchases if you download it from the uh, from the Apple store or whatever Google whatever the hell people do with that aren't right. iPhones yep. be an adult get an iPhone that's what I say that should be that should be the the tagline for uh, for Apple anyways um, that's great and we're gonna talk more and more about it as the unveiling date starts mm-hmm. we do have a special guest today though is that correct Matt we do we do um, you know and I was talking to Jonathan earlier today and and Jonathan Williams works with uh, pro athlete relocation but I don't think Jonathan is going to jump on the horn today I believe the CEO of the organization is so I'm excited to learn uh, from from him uh, what they do uh, and and that's really where we're headed right now so let's bring him on uh, come along and let's learn about <laughs> Uh, what it is that you do. Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Can you hear me okay? Beautiful. Yes. Okay, fantastic. So my name's Paul Argueta. I appreciate you guys taking the time to invite me as a guest um, as a guest speaker. So the name of the uh, organization is called Lowell and Vanderbilt. The division is the Pro Athlete Relocation Division. So mm-hmm. the acronym we use is PAR at L&V. And... Um, Essentially, what we've been really focusing on over the last few years is just making sure that we assist uh, professional athletes and retired athletes uh, in investing in real estate. And that could be in the uh, residential sector, mm-hmm. uh, commercial sector, but just really helping them um, use their money right once they've transitioned into phase two of their career, uh, which is post-professional uh, playing. You know, so um, what we'll do is we'll go out there and we'll uh, help them look at properties that uh, might be of interest to them. It could be apartment buildings. It could be uh, commercial low-rise. It really just depends what, what area of interest they're in. And we tend to, to recommend that they focus their efforts on finding properties that are, that are obviously close to them. Um, but, um, but that doesn't mean that they, they won't consider looking at something uh, you know, in another state uh, either. So what you're doing is exactly what the show is all about. It's bringing opportunities to the athletes. It's helping them uh, understand the power that they have in their back pocket, not only the money but the brand, to be able to go out there and, and, and make a difference in the, in the communities. Uh, my th- assumption, too, is you know, to even take places that you're showing them and, and, and bring it up to a higher level. Is that the case as well? Do they, do they like, maybe even build up some areas, or they, is it, it's more strictly of a financial uh, interest in it? How does that work, Paul? So it, it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, in some cases, some of them are just going to make financial sense. 
But in other cases, you're going to have athletes that are going to have, you know, a special place in their heart for certain communities, especially if it's their hometown community. Right. And they're going to be able to go in there and they're going to be able to purchase uh, property. Some of them are going to be dilapidated, and they're, they're mm-hmm. going to go in there, and they're going to fix them up, and they're going to help uh, renovate them. And then some of them are just properties that, uh, that uh, are from their hometown, and they, and they just enjoy uh, you know, holding them as an asset. Um, you take a look at what, what's happening overseas, and we have a lot of you know, foreign investors using our soil as uh, savings accounts. And so there really is no reason why these athletes couldn't do the exact same thing. Right, right. Perfect. And that's, uh, you know, when we talk about financial literacy, as we started the show out with, uh, this is an example of that. You know, here's an opportunity to not only clean up and fix up some of these communities, but also set yourself up for a perpetual money-making machine in the future. And uh, property always grows. You know, so I I really, I met uh, Jonathan. Now, Jonathan Williams works with you as well. Is that correct? He does, yeah. He's uh, uh, an alumni of uh, Arizona State, right? A communications major, and nice. he heard that uh, two years ago this was something that I was uh, uh, very passionate about, and uh, he joined me about four to six months ago. And he, he's he's a dynamic young man, and he's an asset to the organization. Well, Jonathan's fantastic, and I was just at a financial literacy uh, co- convention. And him and I uh, certainly heard everything that was being said and shared what, what opportunities that we could uh, bring to the conference. And when Jonathan spoke, I was just like, oh, man, that's just great. I love what he's doing. And so we've been able to uh, uh, go back and forth and, and, and find ways to uh, uh, feed off of one another. You know, me being a, a former pro athlete and, and having access to some of these former pro athletes, both WNBA, NBA, Harlem Globetrotter, and ABA, pre-NBA, uh, they're all looking for opportunities, and you guys bring an opportunity, so it's just a perfect marriage. Yeah, no, we're, we're excited about it. Very excited. Good. Uh, what, you know, how long have you guys been in business, and, and uh, where do you see this thing? What's your vision? So I've been a real estate uh, broker slash agent for about 20 years. I, I grew up in the business. The minute I turned 18, I got my license, went over to UCLA, studied econ, finished up, and then immediately just came back into real estate. But it wasn't until about two and a half years ago that I started uh, taking um, pro-athlete management courses, uh, both online and and in-person, and I really started attending conferences, not necessarily because I wanted to become a sports agent, but really because I just felt like if I understood the language and I understood your world a little bit better, I, I would be able to serve the client better. And so... That's, that's how I started, and then um, I, I just naturally started networking and gravitating towards um, the, uh, the athletes and the decision makers and, and sometimes management and family, and, and little by little, uh, we started representing them and assisting them in, in, in purchasing homes, and then it went from homes to, to investment properties, and that's, that's where we're at now. Paul, got a question for you. I'm going to interrupt you, Matt. No worries. Um, so, say... I mean, there have been athletes that are traded eight times in a season. Like there was one NBA athlete I can't remember. The, I can't remember who it was this past season was on six different teams midway through the season. What do you do there? So if the if the contracts that they're, they're are, are really short term, we're always going to be recommending that they look for short term leases. Um, and what we tend to do is we we look for uh, short term leases that we have relationships with. And um, what we'll do is we'll look for things that are anywhere between four to six months. And it's, you'd be surprised at how many um, venues actually reach out to me now 
uh, asking us if we have any athletes that are looking for some of those short-term leases. So if the contract doesn't seem like it's going to be a long-term fit for them, then immediately we're going to start recommending some short-term leases as well. Uh, some of the locations that have the amenities that, are, that they're looking for that are near the center, near the airport, and near the arenas that they play in. That's awesome. I mean, this is, this is like an unsung hero position. I mean, seriously, because yeah. you, you think about all the athletes, and we talk in sports, and, oh, man, they got traded, and, you know, you feel bad for their family and everything, and we're like, man, I hope they didn't buy a house, and you're the one that does all the legwork to make sure that it's a seamless process for them to move from Minnesota to L.A., yeah, it's it's a, it's a lot of fun, and um, and you know we enjoy doing it. We enjoy helping them out, um, and and it's you'd be no two days are ever alike. I'll right. tell you that much. Right. <laughs> so, Paul, as you were learning about how to approach the athletes, or really the athletes' mentality, what are some of the things that uh, dawned on you that were surprising, or some of the things that made absolute sense? Um, that sometimes the the athlete. Uh, will defer the decision-making process to family members, mm. to spouses, uh, and to management. And so yeah. um, although they want to they be in the know, a lot of times the original introduction may only happen once or twice, and after that I'm dealing with uh, you know, somebody else for the remainder of the uh, transaction until it comes time to actually uh, signing or docu-signing, if you will. So that was, you know, I, I, I'm very hands-on, and so I'm used to dealing with clients, um, you know, uh, throughout the entire process. And in this case, one of the things that we got used to was the fact that once they've designated the decision-maker, that's who our main point of contact is going to be. Yeah, I tell you what, what I've noticed, and even as a former player myself, a lot of these athletes put up their guards because in the past they've had somebody wrong them or they've been warned, hey, watch out, someone will wrong you. And so it's like getting over that whole, um, I'm here to help you thing. And, and they're like, are you sure? I've, I've been told that before. And, and so I, I'm sure that you ran into a little bit of uh, a few walls there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it, but once you've once you've garnered that trust, it's it's amazing how how easy the process can be, and how much more our recommendations are. What's the craziest story you have to tell us? Um, you know what? We've had a few within reason. I mean, where, this is a family where, show. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to get too crazy here. <laughs> well. It, it, in the same community that uh, former Laker coach um, Mike, Br- it's Mike Brown, right? Mm. Yep. And, 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 and I'm not going to give the name of the community, but we had a property uh, that we went into escrow for, and uh, it wasn't even a major hillside property, but for some reason or another, on a slight slope, you had a mansion that, while we were in escrow, started sliding down the hill. So that was that was probably... One of the most unique situations that we had uh, just recently. The wait, the what? house itself. <laughs> the house itself. That was so nonchalant. You wow. got to give us a little more. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm not. I, you know, I think what happened was at one point or another, the seller um, had plans to build a pool on it, and it was a slight grade. It wasn't a major grade, but um, when we walked in, uh, from the moment that the offer was made, and then the moment that we were doing our final inspection. You could see there were tons of cracks in the walls and, and 
we had to order a geo and a soil. And, and don't get me wrong, it, it, uh, when I say sliding down, I don't mean that, that it was literally sliding mm-hmm. down the no, house, sure. but you could, there was definitely soil movement on oh. there. And that put a halt to everything. Oh, jeez. I would think so. Paul, uh, we're going to get out of here and just, we have to get out of here in just a minute for a break. Uh, is there any contact information you'd like to divulge for, for the listeners to uh, be able to reach out to you for you and your business? Yeah, absolutely. If, if, um, if I can ever be of assistance, feel free to contact me. My toll free number, and it rings to my mobile, is 888. Uh, sure. Excuse me. 855. I apologize. 855. 654-PAUL, uh, P-A-U-L. And then you can also email me at talkpaul at talk to Paul. Everything is spelled out. T-A-L-K-T-O-P-A-U-L. Paul at talktopaul.com. And if you want to read a, a blog post about Paul that I'm looking at right now, go to sportsagentblog.com. Uh, it's a great little piece on exactly who you are and what you do. Uh, if people want it in um, written form, Aside from your website, so that's great, Paul. You know what? I really appreciate you joining us. I, I do too. Man. No, thank you, great. gentlemen. Yeah, really and uh, you know what? In the next couple of months, maybe we'll have you back on, and uh, we'll hear about the inner workings of TalkToPaul.com. What do you think? That'd be great. All right, Paul. Thanks again so much for joining us. Have a great day, gentlemen. Thanks, Paul. All right, on the other side of the break, uh, we're going to talk some more NBRPA. We'll get a little bit more into the financial literacy. What's up and coming? Um, there might be some eye tests involved, if I'm right, or did that already passed. That's what I've heard. Okay. Uh, on the other <laughs> side, we're going to talk some NBA also. Russell Westbrook, if what he's doing is good or bad for the NBA, and I promise I won't talk about how I hit the Clippers. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Rebound Radio, we will be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. 
Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Rebound Radio, Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. Check out voiceamerica.tv. We've got a bunch of great uh, video content up there from a couple months back when Matt and I went to the NBA Legends Conference in Vegas, mm-hmm. interviewed a bunch of former NBA players, asked them about their... Uh, about what they've been doing since um, they left the game, George Lynch, Keith Kloss, mm-hmm. Cherokee Parks, et cetera, please. Jerry Colangelo had his thing out, that wigwam out there. We That's got a right. bunch of good stuff from there. Jeff, you know, got some really good stuff. Jeff uh, Spinard, the owner here of uh, Voice America, went out there. I couldn't make it, so he, he went out there himself and had some really good interviews with Jerry Colangelo himself and uh, The Glove. Gary Payton. Yeah, Gary Payton. GP. So um, it's good. It's good stuff. We're going to continue to add more stuff uh, as time moves along, and uh, you can keep going back there and checking that out. It's really cool. 888-346-9144. Follow Matt at Rebound Talk on Twitter. Uh, email him at mattfish at Rebound Magazine if you want to get any, any information on the NBRPA or Rebound Magazine, which is a quarterly publication that Matt puts out. Uh, it's a great publication that um, – that uh, it, it focuses on former athletes and and their uh, their lives after the game. It, it features different athletes every quarter uh, with Q and As. And uh, if you want to advertise advertise, email Matt because it's for a great organization. So you're dumb if you don't do it. Well, you know my motto is by a player, about the player, for the players and fans. And I really use it as a resource for these former NBA players to bring everything that's available to them. So rebound serves a lot of different purposes. One to remind people who they are. Two to talk about how it can help you transition from the days of playing into life after, as well as different investment opportunities, you know, franchising and on and on and on. So, you know, it really serves a nice purpose. And above and beyond that, the members really enjoy it. They turn the pages and they like seeing their big fat faces on the covers. Yeah. And there's a common (laughs) misconception. I'm glad you said that. There's a common misconception with former athletes that do things for the community. And we, we, I talk about this every so often and I can say it as is an outsider because my run towards professional basketball was cut short at the age of 17, uh, much to my chagrin. But um, people with the NBRPA, for the majority of it, it's not going to be a blanket statement, everybody wants to do better for the community and wants to help people. And this sounds very kumbaya, very campfire story-ish, but this is what it really is like after after the sport is over. Mm -hmm. Everybody's for themselves. And, and I mean, there are the top, say, five percent of the NBA that has made money to to suffice for the rest of their life. You know, even if it's just for them and their family for one one contract of six years is enough. Anybody bef- that played before ninety five, not really the case. Yeah. And yes, they played in the NBA. Yes, they traveled and saw the world, even Argentina. And you have things <laughs> that um that come into play like real life with paying bills and raising a family when you don't have that NBA contract anymore. And that's what the NBRPA is about. And people see that NFL PA and the retired players association for the NFL, because it saturates the market. It's on TV all the time. It's polarizing everything with the CTE, but with NBA, it happens the same way, just under the radar, which is even better because there's not all the media hubbub with it. It's really people trying to help other people, whether it be, as you said, financial literacy, and I said drug addiction, marriage counseling, things in that regard that, yeah, that real life people have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And these real life people happen to wear a jersey that had a number on the back of it that, that happened to be associated with an NBA team. 
And well, you and I went back one one show about you know what if somebody didn't get their education in college? How can they go back and get it? Well, one way is the NBRPA. You go to legendsofbasketball.com, and on there, you know, they show about our organization, about the different chapters across the United States. Me being the president of the Phoenix chapter here, but we just had a presidents retreat up in Vegas where all of us chapter presidents got together and talked about you know best practices. Uh, and, and one of that was we're really proud of the fact that we offer scholarships. We, are, we offer scholarships in a couple different ways. Because you, money's a real thing now. Yeah. It's not this figment of right. things that you got, you got on a paycheck that is, has now run dry. Right. And some, again, you know, I played a, a bit in there but didn't make the big, big money. So people think, you know, that if you play in the NBA, you've just made tons and tons of money. Mm-hmm. And not the case. I'll give you an example. When I was playing for the Clippers, I was $150,000 prorated. I was not guaranteed. And it was the minimum contract. That same position now is, you know, I think five. Yeah, it's just a lot, lot more than million a million for those of you listening. Yeah, one point two. So, uh, <laughs> jeez, it's a, it is a lot more, and and I'm happy for the guys. They deserve it. But what do you do with the guys that are ten years older than me? Yeah. That are ten years older than that? Those guys had second jobs twenty, thirty years ago. They had a second job, and so you know, everyone thinks, oh, geez, they played in the NBA, so they got a heck of a lot of money. But I tell you what, they do. They have big hearts. If you go on Legends of Basketball. You'll see some opportunities that are given to former players, and one of them is, and I'm a big, big advocate, education. So you can get on there and get the Dave DeBusher Scholarship Fund. You can get a certain amount of money towards schooling, or they actually have full full bachelor's degrees that they'll that they'll offer up. I mean, you have to apply. You have to show your initiative to go after that. But, you know, they'll give so many out, and they call it like the starting five and the second five, you know what I mean? And then they'll these scholarships come through, and as they earn their degrees, they just show how they now have the tools to fish and make that difference out in the community. Matt Fish, Alex Clancy in studio, Rebound Radio. Follow Matt on Twitter at Rebound Talk, 888-346-9144. Now it's time in the show to talk about the upcoming events of the NBRPA, and I promise we'll get to a little NBA talk, but that's not what this show is about. This show is about um, everything Matt Fish and the NBRPA is doing for the society that in which we live. Nailed it with the correct English. That nice. was perfect. Saved it. In which we live. <laughs> you don't words. end it with a preposition. Even though I heard that you can end sentences with a preposition if they're spoken and not written, as mm. you were. Talk to me about this eye exam with, with Cedric Sabalos. Well, I mean, you may know more than I do. I've heard more of it in passing, you know, and, and I need to really probably dial in a little bit more. But I know that originally he had some heart uh, problems, right? right? And then he, he got behind uh, the need for these heart screenings. Well, then everyone, you know, ha- has sh- seen that need. So now they're going around and they're having these heart screenings. And right now I'm working with Joe Rogowski, who's the Players Association for the NBA, about bringing the heart screening here. Well, then Cedric ran into some eye problems as well. And so he's gotten behind the need to get screenings for your eyes as well. And I'll guarantee that'll catch on too. Why not kill two birds with one stone? So they're just looking to, if you got all the athletes there, there, and you're going to check their heart. You're going to take them through everything that you need to do to make sure that their tickers are good. And they found people that aren't good, so they've already done good, and they've helped those where they've had this program already served. But after that, uh, why not include the eyes? You know, it's, it's funny, too. I just heard the other day one of the players in the NBA, and I can't remember who it was, suddenly had his eyes checked, 
and his field goal percentage has increased a certain amount. Now, have you heard that? I, I just caught that, and I just didn't get but the very end of it. And, and so that right there shows how important your eyes are. And as I age, I noticed I'm glad I have long arms because I have to hold my phone or whatever it is completely away from my face to be able to see anything anymore. But, you know, it is important. Our eyesight's important. And Cedric Sabalos is another thing he's bringing you know, to the forefront of the needs of these former players and beyond. Yeah, and... You have Cedric Sabalos played in the play with the Lakers, played with the Suns. You know he's he's well known around the Valley. Mm-hmm. And these guys, when I was there, um, when we were in Vegas, we saw him, Chris Gatling. Um, God, there was one more that I was like, man, I used to watch you when I was growing up. These guys who were perennial All Stars who now are dealing again with real life issues. And Cedric, um, he's one of the bigger names mm-hmm. in the well, NBRPA yeah. and facilitating with it. Yep. And uh, you know, junkyard dog and yep. and these guys are now dealing with real-life issues, and now they're starting these little organizations based around, I mean, Cedric, this was all personal for him, Mm -hmm. and now he's like, well, I don't want anybody else to go through this, so anything we can do to avoid this happening to other people, I want to be a part of. Not necessarily spearhead alone, but I want to get a little faction together and make sure that we can do everything in our power to make sure other people um, can avoid this. And it's amazing how much power these former pro athletes do have. You know, uh, they walk in, and, and many of them are very tall. Uh, uh, many of them uh, have a lot of wisdom that they can embark. And beyond that, uh, others like to be around these these type of players who've been able to reach the pinnacle of the sport and can talk about eras of time that uh, it's just fascinating to the the sports fans that are out there. But beyond that, they can bring recognition to things like poor eyesight with your heart issues, uh, the need for financial literacy, and, and it goes on and on and on. Uh, but uh, the power that they use, they just need to make sure that they harness it, that they have a message. And what really frustrates me more than anything about a former pro athlete that can open a door is that they don't have a message. you mm-hmm. got to have a message. If you can get that door open and have a message, you're a triple threat. The other thing is, is if, if, if you know, there's others that have a better message than you maybe and they can't get the door open. You know what I mean? So it's, it's an interesting conundrum. Uh, so, again, I encourage all my fellow players, make sure you have a message, you know, and make sure that you believe in that message. Yeah, another common misconception is, hey, I played in the NBA. Uh, let me do what I want. Yeah. You know, and now, yes, the name, the doors are always open, and that's a beautiful thing for those guys, but the pressure more than ever now is to have said message. Yeah. Because everybody want. I mean, it's, I don't know, man. It's a tough. It's a tough situation to be in. I mean, obviously, this is. I can't even be empathetic, let alone understand what's going on. Um, I talk to you, and I see that you're pretty able-bodied still. Thank you. You know, um, except for what comes out of your mouth. But I mean, besides that, like you know, so you see, you have a little uh, some arthritis, back pain. Yeah. But you're six eleven, mm-hmm. and you played basketball for a decade, yeah, a little d- bit depending more. on the league. Yep. You know, overseas, whatever, with mm-hmm. the travel and just just the strain from you know, a day-to-day during the regular season, and you're lucky, right? I mean, on the on the spectrum, yeah. you're closer to the lucky side than the unlucky side. Yeah, um, you're right. Well, I didn't have any major injuries. I didn't right. have a knee blowout. I didn't have, you know. If, and if there's I, so much luck involved in professional sports. There is. Uh, I did tear hamstrings and turn ankles and, you know, broke noses and fingers and hands and feet and all the things that go along with it, a tendonitis, whatever else have you. But you're right. And all that being said, I'm the lucky, I'm one of the lucky yeah, ones, right. you know. So uh, uh, I guess I guess I can say thank you. I feel lucky. That being said, I'll give you another example. Remember we had Brian Grant on, uh-huh. and he's all about Parkinson's. Talk about things that hit early home. onset. Yeah, yeah, early onset. What was Parkinson's. that? Oh five or oh seven? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, 
Oh, four, I think. Oh, four, no, yeah. well, it was a little after that because it was after he's done playing. But he knew about it, but he didn't let everyone else know about right. it. So after he let everyone else know about it, now he talk about really having an invested interest and in trying to make a difference in the you know community. And so he's out there pushing Parkinson's. So that's just I just wanted to throw that out because we had him on what two three weeks ago, and he was talking about what sparks him and what how the difference that he's trying to make. So he has, and we talked about it before the Brian Grant Foundation helping Parkinson's. Yeah, I want to have him on in the next couple weeks yeah, we'll cool. reach out after christmas because i would like to i also want to get his take on you know the nba as well it's nice to have both to have like a, a former athlete talk about all the important stuff obviously which is all of the things he's doing now in the parkinson's that he's dealing with even though he's a play-by-play analyst for the for the trailblazers yeah. now yep. which is crazy i mean i couldn't imagine having parkinson's for 12 years or, or you know 11 years and still being able to have millions of people listen to you and you attaining that job. I mean, there are a lot of former athletes that played for the played for the um, the Trailblazers that made an impact. I mean, I'm sure they're not going to bring Rashid in, but you have, like, guys that... I mean, there are a multitude of guys, myriad guys, that yeah. can come in and do the job that he's doing. Well, but I, he got that job uh, aside from, you know, the uh, the, the crippling effect that, that onset uh, Parkinson's has on a right. person. Right, and it, well, he's so well-spoken. And yeah, but, he's great. Yeah, and he's but, passionate, you can tell. Yep, and that's just what you got to have, you know. I think he's color. I don't think he's play-by-play, but he does oh, color. Oh, sorry, color yeah, analyst, he does right. color real well. Uh, another thing that's interesting that's happening this year is it's the 25th anniversary of the NBRPA. And so the beginning of my career was 1992 when I got drafted to the NBA. Interestingly enough, it also was the first year of the Legends of Basketball. And they had uh, Dave Bing was one of your original founders. And right now they have a a spotlight about Dave Bing on the website, legendsofbasketball.com. And it's just fun to, they originally said, hey, man, this is going to be a fraternity. You know, we're just going to get together and talk about good times. Well, it still is that, you know, it still will always be that. But it's amazing how much this organization has grown. Yeah. And we just re-signed another contract with the NBA and it, it kicked a little more money down so you can make even that much more of a difference. Uh, but beyond that, I learned just today on the drive here that we have solidified the Mohegan Sun again for the Legends Fantasy Weekend. Oh, I can't wait to go. It is, I'm going gonna... to fit in your, your bag. <laughs> you, you should. In your Toomey bag. I'm sure you're a Toomey guy, aren't you? I am. I knew it. Yeah, I can tell. To be. I knew it. It's <laughs> it only the, to it's be. the best of the best. <laughs> well, and, and what's great Are about those? Are you sponsored by Toomey? When you tear them up, yeah. you can turn them back in, and it'll give you another. That's one. a beautiful you thing. Know? I mean, that's what it is. That's back in the day, thing. when I was a Toomey guy, I still am a Toomey guy. Toomey guy. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. The only Toomey I ever had was stolen out of my dad's garage. <laughs> and True that, story. That was a billfold. <laughs> the billfold. I'm I'm what? There is a Toomey billfold. Well, anyways. <laughs> anyways. So Mohegan Sun. Yeah, and, and that's going to be later in the year, but they're really happy because of the contract they just solidified with them and who they're going to honor. They don't know yet, but they know that uh, the years passed that they've raised a lot of good money, and that's all for the Dave DeBusher Scholarship Good. Fund, you know, and so again, this year they're looking to uh, put n- nice money in the coffers. Now, I don't want to throw numbers out there, but over, you know, over 200000 uh, What did I throw a number out there? I did. <laughs> but they're, exci- they're excited, and I'm excited for them uh, to be able to go out there and, and, and the difference be make but also build that brand you know what I mean they, they, they need to continue to build the brand and, and get bigger and bigger and bigger we are the only one we're different than the NFL now the NFL yes. is like three and, and Major League Baseball is different too because they come at you while you're still playing so like everyone belongs but it's almost like to belong to the local teams well we have chapters so we're different completely and we're the only one we are the one for the NBA so we're the official one that really makes it 
more powerful because we've got over 800 members now with the opportunity to have, what, 2,000 or so. There's not that many former pro athletes and, or pro basketball players in the world. Right. We're getting closer and closer to, to getting them all signed up, and let's just get them before they pass away. It seems like we keep losing them because, you know, it's one of those things where, hey, I'm, you know, aging. We're kind of an aging group, so we're trying to find ways to go younger. we got to get these younger guys, mentor these young guys who are getting these huge paychecks. Mm-hmm. You know, let's really make sure that they're prepared, and if they are prepared, they're going to be able to help the organization and even make that much bigger of a difference in the community because they've already been set for life. So they've already got generations of generations of money set aside. That's how much money they're making now. Now, guess what? All you got to do is go around and make a difference. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's interesting. We got to get it. We got to take a break. Uh, but what I will say is with all of the people, we've had a couple financial advisor types on here that yeah. are helping former athletes, uh, not just NBA, but focusing primarily on NBA players. Um, I wouldn't trust them. Like initially, like if I, if I was a 22-year-old kid, that was just given. Mike Connolly is what twenty four years old. Just got one hundred fifty three million dollars. Okay, in five years, five years. That's not even his last contract. So he got one hundred fifty three mil. Okay, so uh, you know people, many I'm sure that have gotten screwed out of a lot of money. Okay, so you have all of these companies now, and all the ones obviously are so reputable that we talked about. I'm saying as a kid that is protective over myself, that's really only looked out for myself because everybody wants a little piece of me. If you have former NBA players that are coming to you saying, hey, don't make the mistakes we did or um, we never made the money you did, but the little money that we did make, comparatively speaking, we still have some of because of the steps we took. Right, or learn from our mistakes. Right, right, exactly. Wouldn't it make a lot more sense for them to come to you? We'll talk about that a little more. We'll talk about Russell Westbrook, LeBron James winning uh, SI Sportsman of the Year. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about all those things in the final segment. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish, Rebound Radio. I'm out of breath. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market
You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. Now, back to the show. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio, 888-346-9144. Follow Matt on Twitter at reboundtalk. Email him at mattfish at reboundmagazine.com. If you want to talk anything NBRPA, um, any, if you want to you know, advertise on the Rebound Magazine uh, publication that's, that reaches all former athletes, mm-hmm. I mean, the email list is pretty good. So mm-hmm. if you want to, you're seeing the right eyes if, uh, if you want to advertise with Rebound Magazine. So that's something that's very important that we don't touch on enough about at this show because Matt's selfless and he well, doesn't want to talk about that thanks. stuff. I'm putting together the all-star issue right now. Uh, I want to make sure that there's enough stories in there where it's, it's great. But beyond that, I like advertisers that are trying to help the athletes, you know. Uh, uh, and so that's really what I'm looking for. I don't just take anyone in, right. you know. So I'm careful because uh, it, it's tied in with the NBA, and I, you know, I'm a part of their brand. So I'm really looking to just bring opportunities, and that's first and foremost. And, and however it is, uh, I'm looking forward to it. That's the best issue I think. That All Star issue is really rocking, and this year's the 25th, you know, anniversary. And it's my sixth year doing it, so it grows, it gets better, it gets further, the, the brand grows. So there you go. I'm, I'm excited about this year. I really am. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Feels w- good. What, el- <laughs> what else is there at NBRPA uh, before, before we switch? Well, I know that they have— uh, I want to hear everything. They We're just, two weeks off. Well, they just opened the All-Star registration you know, down in New Orleans. And mm-hmm. the, the issue with that is, is it was moved from North Carolina right. because of the issues they had over there. Well, when they moved down there, it was moved at the same time Mardi Gras down there. So they're struggling. Huge. Yeah. They're struggling to make sure there's enough hotel rooms for everyone. So you know, if any of the members, and I know there are some out there listening, listen up and make sure you register because there's only a f- you know, so many Ooh, hotel rooms. I have rooms. an idea. You know, take something— take an idea from the Olympics and just get a damn cruise ship hey. and put it in the bay, hey, and then I like you're good. That idea. Boom! <laughs> I like it. Okay, I really like that idea. First a lot. world problems. Uh, the NBRPA just had another full court press in Chicago, and that's one of their signature programs where they go around and they um, mentor kids, life skills, and they you know teach basketball and the fundamentals of. And so that continues to go on. I think it went real, real well in Chicago lately. Uh, Dave DeBusher is another spotlight that they're talking about, one of the founders of the NBRPA, and then Dave being another one. Uh, They just recently unveiled the uh, health. So right now, the NBRPA's office is scrambling to answer all the questions for those that put three years into, because now health is being offered through United Healthcare to three-year players and plus. The more years you got in, the better coverage you'll have. Um, But it's been a godsend for some, and so they're really, really excited. Uh, for me, it doesn't uh, hit home as much. You know, my my uh, wife works for United Healthcare, so they got all these stipulations. If I take another name dropper, yeah. Well, I don't mean to be, but it's just who's <laughs> who's actually circled back and decided that they're going to help the NBRPA. So it's almost like you feel you should drop their name. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was talking about your wife, name oh. dropping your wife's name because you work. She works at United. <laughs> well, Anyways, she. Uh, she, she doesn't even say that. It's funny on her Facebook. She says that she you know, is a trainer for, and she is. And so it's like a, a side job, but it's not. Like, that's the income. Like, that's, that's where. <laughs> so, but anyway, she doesn't tout that at all. But I, I just threw it out there. That being said, I know that this 25th year is going to be fantastic. And those are just a few things to touch on. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to throw them out there. Yeah, this is your show, man. I know, but I like, I like you to set me up so I can make sure those learn what they need to learn about this great 
organization known as the National Basketball Retired Players Association. Just get some position down low. Seal off that defender for that little baby hook, and I got you. Fish hook. The fish hook. Feed him. I wish I could just call you Matt, ring the dinner bell, fish. (laughs) Feed the fish. For those of you who don't know, uh, in Facebook world, Matt Fish grew up on a farm in Iowa. He had a dinner bell plus seven barns. Seven? Yeah. Is that right? Seven. And Seven barns. That is awesome. I'm so like it sounds like I'm making fun of him. I am so jealous. Yeah. I talk about this every time how jealous I am. Well, you need to go. <sighs> I'm going. I think briefly over Christmas. Oh my god. Yeah. I, I think. I don't I'm, even know if I'm going home for Christmas. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, it's getting to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah, it is. I think I might actually end up having to. Well, not having to. Getting to um, volunteer at a soup kitchen or something because I don't think I'm gonna be able to go home. But doing a good deed, I think, is sometimes better. Giving back. Anyways, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that is a mouthful with all the things the NBRPA uh, are offering, advertising, looking forward to, um, excited about everything. Normally, we don't do it like that. Normally, it's a little bit more spread out. But uh, we haven't been here for about, or you haven't been here for about 21 days. So it's, um, it's, uh, it's nice to get everything out. It's and good. we'll and we'll continue like we do every time. Uh, next week we're going to update everything, and and we'll have more and more updates. Matt gets an email at least once a week, right? Especially now you guys are ramping up for the All Star Game. Oh yeah, and things like that. So we have a lot of information to give out to people. Matt Fish at Rebound Magazine. Don't forget, re- follow him at Rebound Talk. Like the NBA Legends page and the NBRPA page on Facebook. It's your fault if you don't get the information you want, because there's so many different avenues uh, for you to get them that. Um, Shame on you if you don't get what you want. And what's nice, too, is that there's so many chapters across the United States that, you know, there's something near everyone, you know, where you live for the most part. And they're really pushing to have the chapter program grow to the point where they're going to have a chapter in every single NBA city. And so that really is grassroots. You know, it's a building process, but uh, they're really solidifying the ones they have in place now and uh, sharing the great programs and uh, the great ideas that we just had at our President's Retreat. So, again, I can't be any more excited about the 25th year, you know, the anniversary and and, and really uh, taking rebound to another level. And uh, I just enjoy learning about former pro athletes, learning about their eras, learning about their travel, about how it was. You know, they'll even talk about when they were battling, you know, just for certain championships. And I sit back and hear these stories every time I'm with them, and now I just feel like i got to share these stories. So that's where Rebound comes from. I'm sharing these stories, whether it be through radio, TV, or the magazine. Yeah, and you know more about basketball than many because you've – Well, no. I'm learning. No, I'm not done yet. Okay. Because – You've played in every popular avenue that most athletes play in. CBA mm-hmm. won a championship. Yeah, I did. NBA. And, it, and what was cool about the NBA was Los Angeles, New York, and Miami were three places I was at. So they're just hubs, you know, yeah. of the United States. Yeah. That was cool. So, and you played for the Fort Wayne Fury. <laughs> What, what? More than once, too. More than once? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. 95, yeah they, I got called up to the Miami Too good they brought Heat. you back. Hell yeah, baby. And then they brought me back. Yeah. So if you were to get your number retired from any team that you played in, CBA, NBA, overseas, South America, which is overseas technically, you know what I mean, sure. North, yeah, yeah gotcha. East or South overseas, yeah. which one would it be? That's easy. Because the Warriors? No. It would be. And, well, did you actually and, and, play for the Warriors? 
you know what? I didn't. I'll tell you what happened there. They they drafted me to come in there, and then they were like, hey, no room in the end. Could you go overseas for a year? And yeah. Alden Lister was there with bum knees, and he had a big old contract. Yeah. Well, I went overseas, and it didn't work out for me overseas, so I came back and pressed the envelope. And here comes, you know, Alton Lister limping down, uh-huh. you know, like with ice on his knees. And, and I'm thinking, hey, I, I might have a shot. But you know how hard it is to battle against millions of dollars? <laughs> you know, it's just like, so then they just said, sorry, you know. So I really felt like I was just kind of a, a wasted pick for them, you know, in my opinion. But to go back to what you originally said. Yeah, what's the question? What's the answer? This, and this will blow you away. And the only reason why I say this is because we did win a championship in the CBA. I spent one year on one team once in my career. And I started the season with the Quad City Thunder. And I'm sad to say they don't even exist anymore. But Oklahoma Thunder, of course, yeah. took their name. Yeah. That being said, Bastards. I started the majority, almost all of the games. And um, I was really proud of, of, of finally getting to come home to Iowa, where I was born and raised, uh-huh. and, and, and have people come out and, and see how much I'd improved You know, since I was kind of a, a last second thought when I was playing high school since I got such a late start. But you know, while I was there, I, I had met some great friends. And you know, even I have family who live in the Quad City now. So, you know, I go back there, and, and I would love to see my uh, number he- hung up in the rafters, but there's no rafters anymore. Oh. So I would have to say. That's a huge problem. Yeah. So I'd have to say, <laughs> well, besides, you know, UNC Wilmington, I really f- still feel Is that, your number retired there? No. Bastards. I know. And I'm the only person to ever get drafted Bastards. from there. You know, and it, to me, I you was You led just, the league, in, you led the college in field goal percentage your senior year. Yeah, the nation. Nine, 98%. Oh, well. What was it? 64? It was something high. 67. Yeah, that's high. Yeah. yeah. Bastards. And, well, so they'll get, maybe they'll, they'll get it right. <laughs> I'm not one trying day. to dip down the uh, the morale. <laughs> they'll get it right. Show. They'll get it right. You know, the funny part is, I said I wasn't going to go back there. I am not going back to Wilmington until they retire my number. Well, geez, 20 years passes, and I really love Remember the area. Remember me? <laughs> and so I had a coach, and Kevin Eastman coached for the Boston Celtics, won himself a ring, yeah. and he coached for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Well, most recently, he is now a professional speaker. So he goes around and talks about uh, basketball and what it's done for him. So he had a family reunion, or family reunion, but those who played on his team, a reunion of the teammates. So I went back down there. I swallowed my pride, and I went back down there and, and proudly saw the guys that I played ball with, and Kevin and... And, uh, you know, it was really great to be able to get back to Wilmington. It's right there at Wrightsville Beach, north of Myrtle Beach, and beautiful part of the country. What I'd really like to do is go back and help that university, you know, so we'll <coughs> I see. I tried. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They're still there. I, I still think that they— Well, and they made the tournament last year, yeah, and I, and I uh, definitely picked them to beat Duke. And <laughs> yeah. I was doing the pool for a guy that worked for a Warren Buffett company. So if I would have gotten— the whole the first two rounds correct, I would have made a million dollars every year for the rest of my life. Duh. That was the first game played. I was 0 for 1. I was screwed out of the first 32 <laughs> games. I was done after the first one. They and took they, him they, to the end. I listen. <laughs> maybe if your field goal percentage would have been there, things would have been different. Well, I put him to win too. Fish but that's my heart. Yeah. Okay, so from one thunder to another, we have five minutes left. Yeah, I want you to talk about the things you mentioned earlier. Okay, well, I don't want to talk about LeBron because that's oh, great. that was okay. You want to talk about LeBron? No, no, no it's the Clippers. Why is that your, why do you hate the Clippers? Oh, you should listen. I played for them. Listen to two <laughs> weeks ago's show. Nobody had the hairline you did now. Nobody, <laughs> it's not It's not the same. We can talk about it off air because I don't want to cool. swear. All right. We got right. four minutes. So, okay. all right. um, Russell Westbrook is averaging a triple-double, mm-hmm. okay? I think four people have averaged a triple-double through five games in the last you know, 15 years or something. I mean, it was, it's something ridiculous. Yeah, it is. So it's 20 games in. He had another triple-double last night. And the crazy part is 
he's had four in a row and they've won all four games. So I was talking with a friend of mine and he, I, I brought up the idea that getting triple doubles on purpose is bad for the NBA and bad for the growth of um, youth, the youth, because the youths that are in college, because you obviously look at the NBA players, players you want to emulate. People say they want to be their own guy. That's you have mm-hmm. little things from players that you've watched growing up that you want to implement into your game. And you can fuse them all together to be your own player. Not everybody's Anthony Davis, you know, who can just, he's a freak who can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook could be detrimentally hurting the generation before him and the one before that because, here's my reasoning, and it sounds crazy to say, if you shoot to get a triple-double every game, if you... If you uh, yearn to get a triple-double every game, if you try to, you're going to take shots you shouldn't be taking, which is, which is the normal one. People take bad shots all the time. Mm-hmm. He had 35 points on 35 shots last night. The big one is you're going to pass when you should be shooting. Okay, so, so say you have nine assists, eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, and it's a close game. You want to be the one to get the triple-double in a close game and get the win. Okay, that's the trifecta. Okay, Triple-doubles now are becoming a stat that is more passe than ever in ever in the last 20 years. When you get a triple-double, you had a great game. It doesn't really matter if you won or lost. Right. It's not like, excuse me, it's not like you want to drop 50, because that's what we've been used to. You drop 50 in a loss, oh, well, you're a bad teammate. You get a triple-double in a loss, oh, well, the rest of the team didn't facilitate like you did, so it's not your fault. So now with all the triple-doubles happening, LeBron, James Harden's a big one, 19 assists a game. 19 assists a game. It's just not... It's not real basketball. Because a lot of those 19 assists last year, he would have taken those shots, which in essence is the correct thing to do the majority of the time yeah. because more times than not, he's the best player on the court. So when you look at Russell Westbrook, 18 assists in a game, he probably should have taken five or six shots instead of passing because that's what they need him to do to win. And I know it sounds convoluted, but when you're aiming to pass more than score on purpose and not as just a byproduct of how you play basketball, and it's a conscious effort to do it, it could be more detrimental than helpful in the long run. I, I see and, your, yeah, I that's all. see your reasoning. I definitely, <sighs> I definitely see your reasoning. It definitely makes sense to me. Um, and it's the other way around, too. Maybe, maybe the guy should uh, be shooting more, but it's easier to get 10 points. <laughs> it's easier to take a bad else. shot than to make a bad yeah. pass so when you have point. an open shot. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, and having, having said that, He's amazing. People are giving him praise and yeah. hatred. Oh, yeah. Listen, he is all he's doing right now is auditioning for his next big deal. That's what he's doing. Oklahoma City's like, we'll give you three year 80 mil. Um, hey, the prettiest girl in the ball won't go out with you. So you'll stay with who you're with until she's single. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. And now he, she's she's still taken. So he'll take his twenty five mil a year. He'll make he'll he'll score. He'll break a lot of records. Do a lot of triple doubles. Make the playoffs or whatever. When the time comes, he's gone. Alex Clancy, Matt Fish in studio. We got to go. Eight 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 three four six nine one four four. Write the damn number down. Follow Matt <laughs> Matt at Rebound Talk. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Email him at Re, uh, Matt Fish at Rebound Magazine if you want to get any information on the NBRPA. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to Rebound Radio. Please join Matt Fish next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll profile another legend of basketball.
Have a great week.